55 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to him. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's Be a dog. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. What's up? Here we go. Wednesday show in the Farm Bureau studio. Say it with me. Go! With the home team. They are your home team. That's it. That's your backup. That's my backup. I tell you what, it is National Signing Day. And uh, with that, all kinds of connotations and informations and new faces in new places and all this kinds of stuff. That's what you get on National Signing Day. Now, yeah, I will admit, when I sent out the link uh, to this, I, I, I sent out a little video previewing some of the things that were going to be on today's show. I also, you know, type in the description for the live stream that's on Periscope and Twitter, as well as the live stream on my Facebook page right now. And I did, is a little sarcasm in there, I will admit it, when it said, what do you know? It's National Signing Day, dot, 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 the first one. <laughs> okay, because that's kind of what it is now. Every other day is Portal Day. Yeah, well, it seems like it's like every day is Portal Day. It would be ironic if somebody entered the transfer portal on signing. Oh, it would, yeah. And who knows? It may happen. But look, I, I mean, the point being. Depends on where they sign, right? <laughs> you know, a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, certainly ten years ago, there was a national signing day for football that everybody went nuts over. And that day was in February. It was the first Wednesday in February. Every year, you counted on it. Diehard football fans circled it on the calendar. Big-time boosters who were trying to get their payments in to athletes and families circled it on the calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. It was the first Wednesday in February every year. And now we have another signing day. Now we're still going to have a signing day on the first Wednesday in February. It's just now, that is now signing day 2.0. This, today, Wednesday, December the 18th, is signing day 1.0. Why did they do that? Well, they did it, Roger, because... There were more and more high school players graduating early, number one. There were more and more coaches throughout Division I football that felt like because of the heating up of the recruiting atmosphere out here on the streets, they would get into February and they would have they felt forced to spend all of their recruiting time and attention and everything on these last two or three players who were waiting to sign at the last minute in February, and they were sort of neglecting 
the rest of the signing class, who a lot of them had already committed and didn't want to be recruited by anybody else, and they would like to just be done with it, but they couldn't be done with it because you couldn't sign until February. So for all those reasons and a few others, they put in the early signing day, the December signing period. This used to be a signing day really for what we would call mid-year transfers only, okay? That was junior college players who maybe, you know, maybe they had been there for a year and a half, and it was kind of in their second year of junior college ball. But now anybody can sign on this signing day, even those who still will, they will have signed today. It's over, it's done, they've signed their letter, and they're still going to finish out their high school senior uh, year, second semester, January, February, all that. It's given them the ability to go ahead and get it over with. Coaches were saying back then, Roger, hey, look, we got 10, 12 players every year in our signing class that would prefer to get it over with in December, and therefore they stop getting phone calls from other schools you know, before Christmas. And so I think there's a lot of reasons why they did that. It's a good thing pretty much throughout. It's a good thing. I felt like when they put in this early signing period in December, that one of the things it would do is inject some truth serum on both sides of the equation. And I believe that has happened. Here's what I mean by that. Because there is now a signing day in December, and there will now also be one in February, all a part of the same class, coaches earlier in the recruiting process are forced to be honest with more of the players. Okay? This is what I mean. Back in the good old days, you have a February signing day. And it's December. January. It's late January. Signing day is a couple of weeks away. And say there's a player out here who really wanted to play for, I don't know, Alabama. And the Alabama coaches were stringing him along as far as he could string him along. So that they could sign him as a backup plan if something fell through in the last few days leading up to signing day. They'd string him along. But it was dishonest on their part towards the athlete because the player sitting there going, look, I've got offers from Southern Miss and Ole Miss and Kentucky and Vanderbilt. And all those are all great offers. And I don't want them to move on and stop recruiting me because they think I'm not interested. I need you to be honest with me. Are you really intending on signing me? Or are you just keeping me warm in case you need me at the last minute? Because if that's what it is, I'm going to go to one of these other schools. See, there was dishonesty and people would get – and it would happen the other way around, too. Athletes being recruited would tell a school, sure, yeah, I'm really interested. I may sign with you. And they're really just dragging that coaching staff and that school along, leading them on as a backup plan, hoping that another offer comes through at the last minute. And so by giving everyone an early signing opportunity, now there's a little more honesty in it. Now, because of today... What's been happening for the last month, for the last three weeks, for the last two weeks, this month? What's been happening this month? Everybody's got to be honest. 
coaches and staffs who feel like they are being led on by a certain recruiter and their family or their handlers would say, hey, look, if you're really interested in signing with us, let's just go ahead and get it over with. we got a signing day coming up in two weeks. And if they go, eh, well, we'll hold off. Well, now the school kind of knows what's going on and vice versa. The last two, three weeks, there's players, there's families who've looked at certain coaches and said, hey, if you're really wanting to sign us, we'll sign with you in December. We're ready to go ahead and get it over with. And then that coach or that staff recruiting goes, well, there's a few things that are kind of hadn't fallen into place. Why don't you guys just hold off? Well, okay. As soon If you're the recruit and you're the mom and dad, as soon as school X tells you that, now you know. Moving we, on. Now we know where we really stand, Roger. So it has done, it has served the purpose of injecting a little more honesty into this whole recruiting process. Uh, tip of the cap to everybody who's tuning in and watching the Facebook live stream right now, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Chuck, Brom, Anna, Scott, Chris, my childhood friend Brian from Russellville. What's up, Brian? Lynn, Anna. Uh, I'm going to get to some of your comments as well coming up. Uh, Brian and Anna going to do that. But first, right now on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, tractors, construction equipment, ATVs, mowers, everything. And it's all, they got tremendous discounts going on right now, deals up through the end of the year because we're going to flip that calendar to 2020. So you got deals you can get right now at Divinity in Madison and in Jackson. On the phone at 995-1059. Give me a call. 601 number 995-1059. Rebel Red and Blue. What's up? Good afternoon, Matt. How are you? Man, I'm just right as far as I know. Hope you're doing well. I hope you're, ha- I hope you're having a nice chilly December afternoon. It's chilly. There. I've got a heater on in here in the studio because my... I got cold, man, so you may hear it running. Yeah, it's chilly. Yeah, I'm going to be cranking my little heater up in my shoot house here. Add up, baby. Add up, boy. Wait for a deer to show up. Um, I do see a negative in the early signing period, though. I've noticed. I think it has a lot. I think it really has changed hiring and firing coaches in the respect that, you know, used to, when February was your main signing day, you could take a little more time after your last game to fire a coach. Then you could take all the way up to the 1st of January, mid-January, you know, and take a lot longer time to search for your next head coach. Mm-hmm. Now, by the time the season's over with, if you're going to pull the trigger, you got to pull the trigger immediately, and then you have to have someone hired in a week or so, or you're going to miss out. Yeah. And I just wonder if that makes a lot of knee-jerk coaching decisions. Yeah. You know, negative and positive, but that's a ne- I think that's a big negative. Well, uh-huh. and it's a good point you bring up. Hey, thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. Um, the, what I'm noticing is that head coaching uh, fires and hires are happening right at the end of the season. I hadn't seen too many examples of a school making a head coaching change intentionally after the signing day. But you're right about assistant coaches. You are seeing the assistant coaching carousel starts to turn full speed after this December signing day. 
but it's happened so clearly the last two years, and I think that I think parents and players are starting to become a little more educated on that, and I'm starting to see and hear a little more from you know players and families and different things on social media where they understand you better evaluate the program and the school as much as you are evaluating the coaches because the coaching stuff's going to turn over, and I think they pretty much know that. So, but you have a really good point. I think there's some definitely some uh, some truth to it. Um, before I get into the list, it's easy enough for anybody to kind of go over the list of players who've already signed today with which school. Here in Mississippi, we're going to take a look at State Ole Miss. We'll take a look at Southern Miss. I'll just be forthcoming with you. I'm just going to click on the 24-7 sports database. 24-7 sports. They kind of list who's already signed their letters. I'll read them off to you. That's coming up. Later today, I was told that our friend Chris Brooks on msgridiron.com will have all the in-state schools and an entire list of signees for all of them. They do a phenomenal job. Chris and, and his folks with how they cover all this kind of stuff, sports, high school, JUCO, you know, college sports in the state of Mississippi. So we'll have that it's list uh, later in the show. Amazing amount of work. He must have help. Hey. I've it, seen his work ethic. <laughs> it is amazing amount of work. You know, I mean, and, and so many details you got to iron out. It'd be hard for one person to do it. Okay, Chris on the Facebook page. I'm coming to your text messages as well, so hang in there. Chris on Facebook says, Matt, what word do you have on the MSU players injured in a car accident last night? Yeah, made a phone call or two. Apparently, again, according to what I'm hearing, you had an accident um, that involved three people in a car. Two of them were football play are football players from Mississippi State. What I'm told is that one of them is J.P. Purvis, a freshman a year ago, a signee, Mississippi kid, who was hurt pretty badly. Uh, the other football player is DeMonte Russell, another freshman. What I was told is that his injuries were not that serious. And the third person, whom I don't know the name of, who was not a football player, also injured very seriously. Um, and that's the latest we have on that. And again, there are no official reports, and there's no like big media outlet out there reporting those names. The school is not reporting those names. That's just what I was told making a phone call or two. And I think I've seen some others say that as well. And we, yeah, you know, I don't want to get it wrong, but confident enough to go ahead and tell you that. And I, I, I would say, let's be people that let's spend less time telling others that we will pray for them than we do actually praying for them. Mm-hmm. I'm okay if me or you, if we don't tweet praying for you, if we don't post prayer sent and instead just get on your knees and do it pray i'm okay with that all right yeah a little bit of that standing on the street corner in there that's true tweeting it out to everybody that's right that's exactly right which doesn't don't call to god private if you don't mind that's it that's exactly right uh anna brought it up as well and so anna i hope that covers it for you um and i think and, and yes Thanks for mentioning that, Anna WLBT out of Columbus, I believe, is uh, the first place that I saw it reported, and that was on Twitter, which led me to pick up the phone and make a call or two. Brian on Facebook, signing December Juco, hands down, 
was the best thing I ever did. You're right. It narrows the field some, but also gains attention and accountability to the coach. And I, I agree. You know, and that's it. As a junior college player, you could always sign in December, it seems like, you know, however how far you go back. And you just go ahead and turn that page for the for the player and the family. You already know you can go ahead and start to work on it, build the relationship. It has always the early graduates at JUCO that offered the opportunity to begin to practice with the team if they were in a bowl. So, for instance, you know, like State's got a JUCO player who signs today, and if he's a mid-year graduate, not just a signing, but if he's already graduating from JUCO, he will be able to go ahead and enroll as a student for second semester, the spring semester, and go ahead and join the team for a portion of the bowl practices and maybe even dress out for the game. There have been freshmen out of high school who've done that and are doing that more also. So that's another reason they did the December signing days. Everybody moving the whole thing up the calendar to get an even earlier start, transitioning these players into your program and all that. Don, hello to you. Rodney, and look at there, my mother is watching. So, Roger, I had better be on my best behavior. <laughs> Look, I got a, a really serious question. Okay. I'm looking at your Instagram page. Yeah, what's up? Where do you get that burger? Oh, yeah, the um, the burger from Bulldog Burger. You seeing that? Man, isn't that great? Cheese coming off of that thing. <laughs> Look like they poured Rotel on it. I, look, and I'm just telling you, they're not an advertiser yet, <laughs> Roger. <laughs> but they might as well be because I talk about them so much, and we go there a bunch. And Bulldog Burger put in a uh, a location in my hometown of Tupelo, and we go, and the milkshakes are fantastic. And yeah, their uh, burgers, all of them, are second to none. I get one that's called the, um, I get one that's called the Good Morning Burger. And Roger, on it. bacon and a fried egg on there. Oh, yeah. And it's huge. I mean, you have to kind of embarrass yourself to eat the thing all in one unless you cut it up. But it's fantastic. So that's what it is. I was you, sitting there eating something like that when my doctor came in the restaurant one time. Mm, did yeah. not go over. <laughs> Y'all need to uh, check that out. If you're listening, you want to know what a an example of what a hamburger from Bulldog Burger looks like. Look at my Instagram page, just at Radio Wyatt, the same as my Twitter feed. All right, here we go on the text line at 885-ESPN. That is how you text the show. It is a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Text away. Louvier says, quote, honest recruiting, end quote, is an oxymoron. Like jumbo shrimp. <laughs> Never thought of it, Louvier, but you're right. It's all relative. Jumbo shrimp. Roger, I'm starting to hear that buzzing sound, and I think it might be because my heater is running in here. I'll turn it off during the commercial break. And I'm, I'm not hearing it on this end. Okay, know. good. As long as you're not hearing it, that's fine. All right. Um, yeah, and an unnamed texter, a ghost texter, says, uh, are you hearing about the three football players? It's actually, like I said, two football players that were in a car of three people, and I'm told that one of the football players seriously injured um, one of the football players not seriously injured, but yes, uh, one football player and one passenger flown to Jackson, one to Tupelo. So, uh, certainly they need uh, you to pray for them that they will heal. Blair from Brandon, 
says, I couldn't have said it better myself, Matt. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Thank you very much. That's the thing. That's the thing to do. Now, that said, do you fall on that category and the side with people who say, don't send me your prayers? You know, I don't, I don't want to hear about that. You mm-hmm. hear that sometimes, you know, when something happens in a town and, 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 the, and the politicians will say, our thoughts and prayers are with you. And then there's the other side. We don't need your thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Do something. You know. Yeah, sure. No, I mean, I, I understand some of that sentiment sometimes, but no, I I, I fall on. I always, you, if you want to pray want... for me, I'll take it twenty four hours a day, three hundred sixty five days a year. Yes, definitely. Please, sincerely pray for me. You, yeah. wherever you are, and whoever you are, and I don't even need to know because I believe it works. Now, yes, there are. There's a lot of times where statements go out from big public entities or politicians or anything like that where they'll say you know, prayers this or thoughts and prayers. And when they utter that or type that and click send, that's the last time they think about it. Yeah. That's the way it is. Not good. Yeah. That's the way it is, yeah. So I agree with Blair. Let's. Well, be- I, well I've already thought and prayed about it, so there. There you go. So let's be <laughs> about it and let's do less talking about it. That's how we get things done. A little counterintuitive for a talk show, but we're going to talk some more. All right, and I'll give you the list of uh, who has already signed on the dotted line. It'll be quick. I'll run through it. You'll hear the names, and then we'll come back to it later in the show as more names pile up at our schools around here. A question for you next, though. Has Dak been snubbed by the Pro Bowl? Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. Continuing along here in hour number one on this Wednesday, National Signing Day, part one. Part two coming up in a couple of months. Live in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau Insurance, hometown heroes. In all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. Hey, and look, on this show, I stay connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in the state of Mississippi, C Spire. They are customer inspired. See that right there? See that handy dandy iPhone? That's an iPhone. This is the iPhone 8. Ah, heck, I don't know what it is. I saw you only had the two lenses. I only have two lenses on my iPhone camera, but... Same as me. I'll put it this way. I do more with my two lenses on my phone than most people do with three on their new fancy iPhone. I'll be Not getting to that mention that little microphone trick you do with the yes, earbud. Audio is very, very important. So anyway, thanks to C Spire. And a reminder, do you want the perfect Christmas gift for everyone on your list? C Spire has you covered. You get offers like your choice of the top smartphone, free with a trade-in, a free line of Unlimited for a year when you switch two lines, and more. Lots of deals available to you because they are in the Christmas spirit at C Spire. So that means you can switch two lines to their network 
which is now faster than ever, and get one of the most popular new devices free. Shall I say it again? Free! For each one. And a boy, featuring a better camera, longer battery life, C Spire, tons of inspired gift ideas for you, waiting for you at checkout. Yeah, like if your phone won't hold a charge, you know, for a day or so, yeah. I'm going to get you a new phone. Man. Get a new phone. So, the batteries have come a long way. They really have. So check out cspire.com slash Christmas for more. Okay. So, signees. Here they are. Mississippi State. Let's hit refresh. I think I saw one or two that popped up on Twitter a minute ago. Here you go. A relatively long list. I'm not counting those. Let's see. Who has signed 15 players today so far, according to 24-7 Sports, have signed on the dotted line a letter of intent with Mississippi State. That is a contract. It is a one-year contract with an option to renew. Here are the names. From Atlanta, Georgia, running back, Jaquavius Marks, four-star. From Grenada, four-star cornerback, Emmanuel Forbus. From Colin Community College, four-star defensive end, Jordan Davis. From Colin Community College in Wesson, four-star wide receiver, Malik Heath, 6'3", Heath, uh, former high school star in the Jackson Metro. Safety from South Panola High School, Janari Dean, three-star prospect. Three-star inside linebacker from Pleasant Grove, Alabama, Rodney Grochi Jr. I think I have that pronounced correctly. Did the best I could. Three-star inside linebacker from Colin Community College, Tyrus Wheat. Yes, like Wheat Thins. Spelled the same, pronounced the same as Shredded Wheat healthy name when uh, Tyrus gets to state and gets into their strength and conditioning program and it has an eight pack abs popping out and muscles everywhere and he's cut up that could be his nickname shredded wheat all right but, but not gluten-free <laughs> no no okay let's go fast three-star athlete from Provine High School uh, Javorius Selman signed with Mississippi State these are state signees uh, three-star defensive end Jevin Banks from Olive Branch. Three-star quarterback Will Rogers from Brandon High School. Three-star receiver from Holmes Community College Caleb Ducking. Three-star defensive end 6'6", 240 from Gulf Coast National Championship team Gulf Coast Community College Trey Lawson. Three-star offensive tackle from West Lincoln High School in or West Lincoln School in Brookhaven. Grant Jackson, 6'6", 304. They get bigger every year, Roger. Three-star offensive tackle, Calvin McMillan from Houston High School. And then three-star defensive end from East Los Angeles College, originally from Australia, defensive end Benjamin Key. So those are the 15 players who have signed, actually signed on the dotted line, letters of intent at this point, according to 24-7 sports. What about Ole Miss? New coaching staff, turnover, all that. 
Lane Kiffin. They have nine players today at Ole Miss who have signed letters of intent. They are three-star outside linebacker from Horn Lake, Jakeven Brown. Maybe I missed it. Let me know. Three-star running back from Columbia, Mississippi, Kentrell Bullock. Three-star safety from Sandalwood in Jacksonville, Florida, Derek Bermudez. Three-star linebacker from Seminary, Austin Keys. These are Ole Miss signees. Three-star offensive tackle, 6'7", 306, from Salisbury, Connecticut, Tobias Braun. Three-star defensive tackle from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Parkview School, DeSanto Rollins. Three-star tight end from Saraland, Alabama, Demarcus Thomas. Three-star defensive end from Mobile, Alabama, Davidson High School, Cedric Johnson. And then three-star pro-style quarterback from Stephenville, Texas, Cade Renfro. Six three and a half, one hundred eighty nine pounds. So, will they consciously avoiding getting any Mississippi guys? It's good. Uh, well, let's see. Horn Lake. You have one on there. Yeah, you have they one. Did. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they had uh, Horn Lake, Columbia, Seminary. That's three. Yeah, I missed that. Sorry. So there's three guys that are Mississippi players in their nine that have signed already. <clears throat> and we'll come back and update that later in the show as we get going. Okie doke. Oh, you know, that's where we are. So who's winning? <laughs> Count up the stars yet? Do what now? Have you added up the stars? Who's who's winning on this? Yeah, I don't know if we can say. I mean, it's like a ball game. You can't decide who's winning just after the first quarter. I mean, you can tell who's ahead. Um, and like honestly, a- it's one of those things, Roger, where, yeah, State's got 15 players they've signed on the dotted line. They have not had any surprises and State signed a bunch of four-star players. I say a bunch. I mean, of the 15 players for State who signed already today, what, four of those or five of those are four-star players? How many? Four. Four of them are four-star type recruits. Mark's the running back. Forbes the corner from Grenada. Davis, a defensive end from Colin. I think he's like the number one defensive end in the country. Originally an Alabama signee out of high school, and then Malik Heath, who's a four-star receiver uh, from JUCO as well. Initially a state signee, had to go junior college. Do you think that um, we'll see the Lane-Kiffin effect Yes. today or more in February? Yeah, um, so no to today, and it will be more in February. There will be a, a noted Riding push. Riding in on the Lane train. That's it, and they'll have time. See, they'll have time to – to really start to build some relationships with who they want to go after. They just haven't really had time to do that before this December signing period. So, Unless he takes the guys he was recruiting to go to his other place. Sure. That's right. Was that okay. you? So we'll look. Um, in terms of Mississippi State's entire commitment list at this point, there's really only five players left on the commitment list who have yet to sign anything. They do have one transfer coming in who signed today as well, and that is a kicker, Brandon Ruiz, who is transferring in from Arizona State. So there's an example of the portal giveth. All right, so on that subject, I mentioned it earlier, did Dak get snubbed? 
Tell you the answer coming up in the Farm Bureau studio. Back on the show, I'm Matt. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get with Farm Bureau. Check them out at favrates.com. See who the local agents are in your town, in your county. It's all right there online. Favrates.com. Check it out. So, Dak Prescott's not a pro bowler, didn't make it, not voted, snubbed. What say you? Did he, was he snubbed or is he rightfully so not on there? I will tell you, there was an interesting comment on Facebook when I teased it a minute ago or brought it up a minute ago. That's what I I tease is. It said that Dak, this is from Rick on Facebook. He says, Dak is better off without the pro bowl. It's turned into a popularity contest anyway. Now he can focus on the Super Bowl. Well, you know, uh, Super Bowl would be nice for him, right? I mean, it'd be really any player's dream. And look, Dak has been historically, in some circles, underappreciated and over-criticized as compared to other players. It seemed like after the way he started his rookie year with being the rookie of the year in the NFL back in 2016, that since then, anything less than absolutely perfect for him simply is not good enough for some critics and others and fans and alike. But now, here in 2019, he's having his best year statistically. The problem is that team is 7-7. Seven and seven. Somebody mentioned that as well. That that's kind of the bugaboo is that Career-high passing numbers, he's setting a few records passing the football. Um, In terms of compared to other NFL quarterbacks, he's way up there this year. But that old 7-7 record has put a little bit of a damper on it for some people. But in spite of all that, I think that Rick on Facebook has nailed it. It's about being a popularity contest. And um, there's only so many, I guess, quarterbacks that will be the quarterback on a, on a Pro Bowl team. More on the Pro Bowl in just a sec. Let me just tell you what they're saying over here at ESPN. Mike Clay at ESPN.com says, the number one snub this year is Dak Prescott. Prescott, easily the biggest snub. 26-year-old uh, QB has dealt with a league-high 25 drops this season. 25 drops. More than any other quarterback. But in spite of that, he still ranks third in completions, second in passing yards, fifth in total touchdowns, and fifth in yards per attempt. Completion percentage up. Touchdowns up. Yards up. But he's throwing more than... What, 27 other quarterbacks in the NFL, he's throwing the ball farther down the field 
therefore lower percentage chances, yet completing a higher percentage. He's also at or near the top of every advanced efficiency metric. Total QBR, he's third. Only behind Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, last year's MVP, and this year's MVP, Lamar Jackson. So, snubbed, yes. Popularity contest, yes. All that being said, the honor, the significant factor of a Pro Bowl selection is the selection, is the voting. (laughs) That is the significant part. The actual Pro Bowl itself is a big fat joke. It is not worth a minute of your time. Do not waste your time watching one second of the actual Pro Bowl. It is a joke. I don't even know why they have it. Just name the guys to the team and then don't play the game. No one cares. No one watches. I can't figure out for the life of me why they do it. The only thing I can figure is that places like Miami or wherever they used to have it, I guess in Hawaii all those years, it was like a vacation for the people in the league and the players And the city or the location would actually bid on the right to host it, so they're paying for it. Why they're bidding on that, I do not know. But they're professionals and I'm not, and that's just the way it is. Hey, I want to bring up one more NFL story to you as well. We'll do that first, though. I'm going to look here on the text line. Louvier says, Dak and the Cowboys will be at the Super Bowl if they buy tickets. (laughs) I like it. And look, they do not and have not across the long haul of the season in the NFC looked like a Super Bowl team, have they? Four-game losing streak, up and down, especially on defense. You know, their offense has been consistent. That's the thing. That's That's what makes Dak Prescott probably the biggest snub in all of this, is that even though the running game has been a little up and down with Ezekiel Elliott missing training camp and not really looking like himself until this past week in their win against the Rams. In spite of all that, all year long, the Cowboys have had the number one offense in the NFL in terms of yards, in terms of points. With two games in the regular season to go, Dak way up over 4,000 yards passing already. So because of the play of Dak Prescott, like this, all year, they're the number one offense in the NFL. So the reason at times they have not looked like like a Super Bowl team is because of their defense, up and down. Well, look at what happened against the Bears, as an example. Look what happened against the Saints, a really good team, as an example. The defense has been really inconsistent. And they look like just, you know, the uh, Steel Curtain Steelers of the 70s the other day against the Rams. You know, they looked awesome. So inconsistency there has been the issue with Dallas. And so you look in the NFC, it's the same thing I said yesterday. You have four teams sitting there at 11 wins in the NFC. Those four teams are New Orleans, San Francisco, listen closely, Green Bay, and Seattle. Of those four teams that are sitting there at 11 wins right now, Who do you have the most confidence in? If I were to say to you, go take $1,000 of your hard-earned money and place it on one of those four teams to win the Super Bowl, 
Who are you the most confident in? Are you the most confident in San Francisco with an inexperienced, in terms of playoff, team and coach and Jimmy Garoppolo? No, you're not. Are you the most confident in Green Bay? Now, you may have an argument. you got a quarterback who's won a Super Bowl there in Aaron Rodgers. We know what they're capable of. Are you the most confident in Seattle? Some people think Russell Wilson is the MVP. I don't. And I'm not the most confident in them. Or are you more confident in the Saints? Drew Brees. Michael Thomas. Cam coming off the edge. What is he, the leader in sacks in the NFL? Kamara. Experience. Seem to have the right mojo. I'd put it on the Saints. I'm the most confident in the Saints among those four teams. Because of Sean Payton and Drew Brees? Yes. Because they should have been in the Super Bowl last year? Yeah. Yeah. All those reasons. I'm the most confident in the Saints. So, no. There's nothing right now in the track record that tells you the Cowboys are coming out of the NFC and will be representing the conference in the Super Bowl against the Patriots or against the Ravens. No. But look, stranger things have happened. This weekend, the Cowboys and the Eagles will square off. It is a de facto NFC East championship game. It's the it's for the division. Both teams are 7 and 7. We got 2 weeks to go. The game is in Philadelphia at 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Winner will win the division. That's what it is. And so you better watch that one. And if Dallas, let me give you an if, if Dallas repeats that performance from last week and they just bludgeon Philadelphia in their own stadium and beat the Eagles like they just beat the Rams, another good team, and then let's say they just you know, they win the division. They go win that last game also and come out of there at nine wins, division champ. Stranger things have happened than a team like that, talented like that, who figures it out in the last three weeks of the regular season. And people are healthy. Maybe get one guy back. Stranger things have happened than that Dallas team making a run. You Do you see them beating New Orleans? You don't. That's the thing. Do you see him beating Green Bay? No. And that's the thing. Here you go on the text line. Ghost texter. If State and Cowgirls fans stopped hyping him like he's the next Brady or Manning, he wouldn't get criticized the way that he does. Boys and girls, we have it. <laughs> We have the dumbest text of the day so far. <laughs> That's right, folks. Coast to coast, nationwide. The, the most valuable franchise on the face of the earth, the Absolutely. Dallas Cowboys, have a quarterback who is criticized because Mississippi State fans make him out to be the next Tom Brady. <laughs> Boys, that makes about as much sense as that Screen door on that submarine. Now think about that one, and we'll be back with hour number two.